rewind hey what's going on everybody it's your truly tj jones the host of the state of the saints podcast and thank you so much for checking out the state of the saints podcast where we talk new orleans saints i apologize um i thought that the the volume just automatically kicked on but uh, like i said i'm dealing with a new microphone so it doesn't automatically kick on i guess i got to get used to that but thank you all for tuning in making uh this a part of your tuesday night and on this edition we're going to be talking about the new orleans saints and are the new orleans saints playoff bound and we're also uh going to be answering some of your questions and uh getting into some of your comments so um look we all know what's on the line this sunday we know that the saints are going into this week 18 game versus their bitter rivals the atlanta falcons with one thing on their mind winning that football game and of course the new orleans saints need some help uh from the los angeles rams who are uh, fighting to win the nfc west uh versus the san francisco 49ers because if the 49ers win that game versus the la rams uh, that is all she wrote for the New Orleans Saints season. And I know we're all optimistic about it right now. We're excited about the Saints having the opportunity uh, to make the postseason, especially uh, since the topic of conversation throughout the entire season is, will the Saints even be above 500 at the end of the season? If you look at uh, some of the things that the New Orleans Saints have been through as a team and as an organization, the fact that the New Orleans Saints are a game away from possibly making a playoffs is a testament to how hard and how dedicated these guys are and this organization is. So that for that, I have to say I have so much respect for Sean Payton, the New Orleans Saints, those players, because anybody else would have gave up. I mean, you think about some of the things that the Saints had to endure, uh, you know, the, the retiring of Drew Brees, uh, you know, new quarterback, uh, the quarterback competition between Taysom and Jameis. Uh, you had about 10 or 11 starters at the beginning of the season that were out, you know, and that was out for several weeks. You have to think about the hurricane. Then all of a sudden those players start to slowly get back. You had the issue with Michael Thomas, you know, not getting surgery. We thought that he was going to show up. Then all of a sudden Jameis Winston tears his ACL. Then you have issues on the offensive line. Then Alvin Kamara is missing time. And he, the, uh, Sean Payton got COVID. <laughs> Coaching staff got COVID. It, it wasn't a week that went by that there wasn't a story about the New Orleans Saints. And you had to kind of, you know, kind of, you know, close your eyes and brace yourself for what you was about to hear. But this team endured uh, to the end of the season and they could have playoffs on their mind. And, you know, I mean, I was one of those people and I, you know, and I still am. I'm not going to lie about it. I was one of those people that were very skeptical about this team. Will they be able to do it? But the fact that they're in this position, I have to say I'm very, very impressed. And you look at the field uh, from the NFC. You know, when I watch the, the NFC, the AFC, when I'm watching the NFL, I, I have to say, man, there's no, you know, there's no, I mean, there's no favorite, like somebody that just, just, I mean, just a flat out favorite, like a person or a team that you can look at and be like, man, you know what? That team is going to win it all. This is a wide open playoffs. Like you look at teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, you look at teams like the Tennessee Titans, you look at teams like the Bengals on the NFC, you look at the teams like the Green Bay Packers, uh, you look at teams like the, the Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys and the Rams. 
all of these teams are vulnerable. And I think that the, the playoffs is going to come down to matchups. And how do you match up with your opponent? Uh, but I don't feel like this is a playoffs where, you know, somebody goes into it and be like, man, I'm afraid to play this team. I feel like any team can beat an opposing team no matter what the record is, man. You had a lot of issues that were going on around the NFL, and a lot of these losses had a lot to do with things that were going on when it comes to COVID and, and players being out and all these different things, man, just around the National Football League. And not to mention, you have a lot of star power that has missed a lot of games this season. So there's not so many teams out there that you can just say that decisively you know what i'm saying like they can just go out here and just whoop anybody i mean it, it, this is wide open so if the new orleans saints can find themselves into the playoffs they can make it very interesting um I, i'm very uh, i would be very uh i wouldn't be shocked i should say if i see the saints uh you know if they go to the playoffs and the way the defense is playing and they don't turn the ball over and they control the time of possession especially them being a seventh seed they're going to be playing on the road and that's the way that road teams normally play. I, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Saints in a pos- possibly in the NFC Championship game somewhere. So it's wide open, man. It's, it's wide open. You know, as long as that defense playing the way that it does, I'm still very skeptical about the offense. I still don't feel like they can do anything. Uh, but nevertheless, I think they can do enough uh, to, you know, control that time of possession. But it's wide open, man. But all this is just wishful thinking right now because the Saints have to win against the Falcons and the 49ers have got to lose. So that's the way that it goes. Uh, um, they're playoff bound, man, but they're going to need some help in the process. And if they get there, they can match up really well against some of the elite teams in the NFC. I'm going to read some of your comments and then we're going to go ahead and uh, go from there. Let's see. Let's start with uh, Ryan. Brian says, after the Pittsburgh Steelers won last night, all the commentators are a different sport uh, shoes were saying maybe the Steelers need to get a new quarterback because Ben retired. Well, I mean, that seems like that's what's going down. I mean, you watch that game on Monday night football. Uh, you watch big Ben Roethlisberger take that victory lap tears in his eyes. We're looking around Heinz field. Uh, the, I mean, even on a, on a big uh, board, it said, thank you, Ben. So I think that's an indication that, uh, Big Ben has played his last game, and I'm pretty sure. Look, I mean, I, I think that we all know what's up, man. Like, man, I mean, this stuff isn't a coincidence. I'm pretty sure Big Ben has talked to uh, members of the Steel organization, and he talked about his plans for the future. And the way that Big Ben played this season, I have to say, man, I, I just think that he just went out there and tried to give it his all, but I don't think his heart was fully in it. Uh, but you know, Big Ben has had an incredible career. I know some people have their reservations about him, but I mean, one thing you can say about the guy, he was a warrior. Uh, he was a guy that left it all on the field. He took a lot of hits, a lot of years with a questionable offensive line and a guy probably with his stature and his build probably wouldn't have been able to uh, withstand uh, some of the, the, uh, some of the hits and, and some of those, uh, you know, respected defenses in the AFC North. But I have nothing but respect for Big Ben as a football player. Um, I think that he was great. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And uh, he is one of the best uh, Pittsburgh Steelers of all time. So, I mean, I don't think that he's going to come back. And I think last night was an indication that he won't. Uh, Let's see. The reason why the New Orleans Saints are in this position is because of injuries all year long. 
Well, that is true. You know, I I I believe that. Um, I believe that the Saints would had would have had a better record if they're, you know, if they didn't have all these injuries. I, I do believe that. Uh, but we're here right now. You know, I mean, if ifs was a fifth, we all would be drunk. You know what I'm saying? We can't go with maybes and wishes and ifs. Uh, right now, the Saints are, you know, on the outside looking in. And they have to do everything within their power to try to make sure that they make the postseason. Look, you only can control what you can control. So what you can control right now is going out there and playing the Atlanta Falcons like this is a playoff game because it is. I mean, it is literally win or go home, you know what I'm saying, for you. So you have to win. So, I mean, everything uh, is on the line. So it's it's up to them to handle their business. Uh, Josh says the WWE has the Slammy Awards, but the SOTS podcast has the Pammy Awards. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I mean, shouts out to Pam, man. She's a she's a loyal uh, listener and supporter of the State of the Saints podcast, and we appreciate her here, no doubt about it. Uh, it's J187 says, all of these quarterbacks in the playoffs will not be able to handle our D-line. Well, if the D-line plays like they did last week, I'm going to say, yeah, you're probably telling the truth. But it, it needs to be a level of consistency. Um, the last couple of weeks, I have to say that the Saints, to me, has they got to have the best defense in football. And the reason why I'm saying this is because the Saints defense really doesn't have any room for error. If they go out there and they stink it up, I mean, the Saints are going to get blew off the field. It's just as simple as that. So they got to play basically flawless, flawless execution, very little mistakes in order for this team to be successful because this offense isn't very good. You know, I know people get on me and they try to criticize me for talking about, you know, the offense and Taysom Hill. I mean, but this defense, I mean, but this offense isn't good. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I do not see Taysom Hill, you know what I'm saying? If the Saints are down by 17 points, him uh, illustrating a comeback. You know what I'm saying? I just don't, I just don't see that. I mean, maybe because I've never seen it. I've never seen Taysom Hill facilitate a comeback. Maybe, maybe y'all seen it, but I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like in a, in a regular season game, when the Saints are down, I, I don't see him putting the team on his back. Now I've seen him do some things, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like where he just, you know, gets everybody all excited and stuff like that. You can talk about that uh wild card round of the playoffs, uh, but that was mostly because of, you know what I'm saying, his running ability and his ability to catch the football. But, you know what I'm saying, I'm talking about as far as the X's and O's, uh, dissecting, you know what I'm saying, defenses, putting the offense in position to succeed. I don't see that. So there's very little room for error when it comes to uh, the New Orleans Saints, when it comes to their defense. The defense has to play flawless because the offense can't carry this team at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they go as the defense goes. May not be the most popular thing to say, for by some by some of you Saints fans or for some of you Saints fans, but I can care less, man. Y'all know what it is, man. I'm not look. If you got to sit up here and do this and do that and squint eye and you know what I'm saying move around a little bit to make something work, it, it wasn't that in the first place. Okay, if you know I'm looking right now, I'm straight ahead. I'm in my office. Across from me is a couch, right? I don't have to squint. I don't have to look like this. I don't have to shape it up. I know it's a couch. I can look at it. I can eyeball it and know it's a couch. Okay. 
when it comes to quarterbacks, <laughs> I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I don't have to squint. Aaron Rodgers, I don't have to squint. Russell Wilson, I don't have to squint. Tom Brady, I don't have to squint. When it comes to quarterback play and Taysom Hill, I'm sorry, I'm doing a lot of squinting right now. And as y'all can see, I'm wearing glasses, so it is what it is. But the defense has to carry this football team. This this offense cannot carry this team to me. I mean, they they can play good enough to probably limit mistakes and, you know what I'm saying, like control the time of possession, maybe get a field goal, maybe keep the you know ball long enough, you know what I'm saying, for the defense to get a little Gatorade. But they they not leading they're not leading this team anywhere. Much respect to this team for not giving up uh, two stints with COVID, the hurricane, no number one, lost Winston, Kamara missing, losing five games in a row. I mean, it was just one of those uh, one-off years. Uh, even if they don't get in, I'm very proud of the tenacity of this team. Yeah, I mean, that, that's all I wanted. You know, I didn't, I didn't even really expect for them to even be in this spot, to be honest with you. But the fact that these guys never gave up and they fight and they scratched and they clawed uh, their way to this position. I mean, this is the reason why I love this football team. Uh, if we make the playoffs after the season we had, uh, that's a win in itself. And they'll be playing with house money with no pressure. I would be surprised if the Saints make a strong run. Who that? Yeah. I mean, but to me, if if they end up beating the Rams <laughs> in the playoffs, that's good enough for me. Okay. I need some revenge for that 2018 season, okay, when they ruined ours. So if they can just so happen to get into the playoffs and then the next week they play the Rams and beat the Rams, and let's just say they go to Lambeau and lose, okay, I'm okay with that, all right? You gave it to all, you fought. I mean, you fought valiantly. You just didn't get the job done, okay? But as long as you beat the Rams and knock them out and make them miserable like we've been, you know what I'm saying? For the last couple of years, when they know for a fact that this team was screwed. So I take that. What up, TJ? By far uh, the best Saints podcast. I'm very also excited to see live big facts. Damien, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that love, man. I really do. Um, let me stroll down a little bit. It says uh Green Bay hands down the best team, and I'm a Patriots fan. Well, I don't know, man. I just think that the the Green Bay Packers are a good football team, but I, I still think that they're vulnerable. I, I really do. I think that the Saints match up well versus those guys. I, I, I do. You know, defensively, uh, the Saints can do different things that some teams can't. And, um, you know, last time the Saints played them, the Green Bay Packers only scored three points. Cincinnati ain't no joke either, y'all, in uh, AFC. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati – is a high-powered offense, and the defense is clicking. You know, Trey Hendrickson, uh, you know, I think he's like second or third in the league in sacks. I mean, they got a good football team over there. Uh, let me see. January 28 on Netflix, the Sean Payton movie with Kevin James. You should check out uh, the trailer on YouTube. Okay, I'll check it out, man. But I think I've seen the trailer. You know, I, I, it seemed like more of a comedy. I thought, like, maybe it was something that was going to be based on a true story. But it just seems like it's just some type of comedy. So I'll check it out. Uh, they are the most uh, complete team right uh, behind or even with the Cowgirls. Uh, who are we talking about here? Talking about the Green Bay Packers? Uh, I believe Green Bay, yeah, they're pretty complete. 
uh not with Taysom Hill at quarterback <laughs> well I mean look I've seen stranger things happen okay I've seen the Chicago Bears defense uh lead you know what I'm saying the Bears to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman as their quarterback you know what I'm saying I've seen the Ravens uh, lead, lead Trent Dilfer uh to the playoffs with their defense you know what I mean I've I seen the defense of the Philadelphia Eagles being opportunistic bring Nick Foles into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So I've seen stranger things happen. You know what I'm saying? Like for us to sit up here and just make it seem like a defense can't carry a team. If an offense, you know what I'm saying? It just going out there playing pretty much mistake free and not turning the ball over. We seen it done before. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's kind of rare, but I do feel like the saints are good enough to do that. If they limit their mistakes. Uh, I feel like the Cowgirls <laughs> are better than the Packers, but it's the Cowgirls, they're going to choke. Well, look, I, I think that when it all comes down to it, uh, when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, I think the Green Bay Packers match up well versus the Dallas Cowboys. I just think that the Dallas Cowboys in big moments and big games, they just don't deliver. When they beating up on bottom feeders, yeah, they're looking like all world. Uh, but you know, for the exception of maybe that Patriots game, you know, like there's a lot of teams that they play. I mean, if you look at their schedule, they really didn't have any tough competition until like around week 11. So they they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa beat them, and then they had like this long stretch of like a bunch of teams where weren't very good, they weren't playoff teams, so they beat up on those guys, and then. All of a sudden, like when they start to get around week 11, that's when you start seeing a competition get a little bit more stiff and you start to see the Cowboys kind of fall back. So, I mean, like I said, there's no team out there that should be, uh, you know what I'm saying, should be just favored more than any other team. I think that this playoffs is wide open. We beat the Falcons and need the 49ers to lose. Yes, that is right. That's what we need in order for uh the saints to uh make the playoff um we have to beat atlanta first uh, we all know the falcons and saints games are always going to be tough no matter what yeah i agree with that you know i think they're going to try to play the saints tough but it's about how bad you want it it's about how bad you want to make the playoffs man look playoffs don't start the week after the playoff for the saints start this week okay so this is what it's all about. You're getting everybody's best shot because everybody is trying uh, to knock you off. So it's up to the New Orleans Saints uh, to take it because nothing is going to be given to them. You got to go out there and you got to take it, man. Uh, let's see. Hey, TJ, do you think we can pull off a Trent Dilfer and Baltimore Ravens with Taysom Hill? I don't know. Only time can tell. I know this defense is good enough to carry this team. I do feel like in the playoffs, you got to at least make a throw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a throw or two. You you gotta you gotta be able to do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I, I get I give Taysom some credit. All right. So in the shadow of the Saints goalpost, right? He threw that pass down, you know what I'm saying, the, the left sidelines uh to Marquez Callaway. All right. You, you gotta be able to make some some passes like that, you know what I'm saying, in the playoffs. You gotta be able to extend some drives. You got to be able to uh, convert on third downs. Even though the New Orleans Saints won last week, third down, they were still were down. You got to be able to sustain drives, right? You got to show that you can go out here 
and you know what I'm saying, and, and get put some points on the board. So, I, I mean, I think the defense is good enough, but you know, you, you got to be able to sustain some drive. What flaws does Green Bay have right now? Amazing running game, great passing game, fantastic D line, awesome secondary. What's their weakness? They're basically a super team this year. Uh, I don't think that they're a super team. I think that they're vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? I, I've seen I've seen games they played this season. It's not like they're just virtually unstoppable. I think I think in order for you, if you have a good front four, I think you can give the Green Bay Packers fits. Because here's the thing. This is how you beat the Green Bay Packers. You punch them in the mouth by the running game, and you you pressure Aaron Rodgers. Like when you start sacking Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers starts to get frustrated and he kind of just, you know, kind of curls up. You know what I'm saying? He becomes disinterested because he starts to not believe in his old line. He don't feel like they can block for him that day. And he just kind of just, I won't say phones it in, but he just like kind of puts his hands up and like, man, whatever. And, um, you know, I, I think that you can do that because we've seen this before. Like when the Saints played them in, in week one, you seen him throwing up like a bunch of, you know what I'm saying, passes where he was just throwing it up in there trying to make something work. And if you got a good front four, like I feel like the Rams can give them problems. The Saints can give them problems because the Saints, you know what I'm saying, can match up. You can like do man-to-man coverage on Marquez Valdez-Scandler. You can, you know what I'm saying, you can go out there and maybe, you know what I'm saying, put Lattimore on, you know what I'm saying, Devontae Adams. You can, you know what I'm saying? Have these uh, guys like CD dudes match up with their tight ends. And then on top of that, once again, you can get pressure up front. And you have guys that are up front that, that can stop the run, that can stop Aaron Jones. So it depends on who, you know what I'm saying, who they match up against. Now, if they go up against, I don't know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think that they can beat Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like Tampa secondary is a little bit suspect. And I do feel like Aaron Rodgers can kind of manipulate some of their linebackers and put, you know what I'm saying, and have Aaron Jones out there eating. But I do feel like teams like the Rams and the Saints can give the Green Bay Packers fits. You know, I mean, I don't think they're unstoppable. I mean, I think they're a good football team, but we've seen this movie before. They were 13 and three a couple of years ago, lost in the NFC Championship game, got ran off the field by the San Francisco 49ers. Then again, last year against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got ran off the field. So this is around, This is about the same team they had last, the last couple of years, and they still aren't able to get over the hump. You know what I'm saying? They got to be able to finish. Can they finish? That's, that's the question because, I mean, this is the season where the Green Bay Packers are going for broke. I mean, you, you don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do next year. I'm pretty sure Jordan Love is going to be the next guy up. So, I mean, they're they going for it. They're going for it all. Because you, you're not going to have this opportunity next year because more than likely Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there. Uh, Damien says, hey, TJ, uh, I agree. I don't trust this offense. I have more faith in the Little Giants offense than I was right now. Facts. <laughs> I can use Icebox right now. <laughs> Yo, TJ, do you think Jameis Winston will be back next year? Uh, Yes, I do. My, I think strongly that he will be back here next year because – if you look at some of the high-profile quarterbacks out there and you look at uh, some of the, the, the players that the Saints have to resign and be willing to bring back, uh, I don't see any of these high-profile quarterbacks coming here. 
And I just think that Jameis Winston will be here, you know, for the New Orleans Saints. I think they can resign him uh, for a reasonable price. And um, I think that you can win some football games with him. You put a good defense around this dude, you know what I'm saying? And you kind of, you know, capitalize on what you built uh, earlier in the season when he was the starter. I think you can win. You know, I just – I don't understand, and I, I keep saying this. I just don't understand, like, why people just want to just throw this guy away. I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like what we've seen is something that you can actually build on. But the problem is, like, we want a short thing. We want somebody that we've, we've seen, you know what I'm saying, win football games. I'm, I'm like this, man. I just think that if we would have had this same feeling or the same thought about Drew Brees, and I'm not comparing Jameis to Drew, but if we would have had the same thought about Drew Brees, like, will we have given him a chance, right? Oh, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, he lost his job to Phillip Rivers. Oh, man, he damaged goods. You know, like, he, he got his shoulder all messed up. So, if I mean, what would happen if we wouldn't give him a chance? But, I mean, you can – make an argument to say that the Saints at that particular time were a little bit more desperate and we were kind of like the Cleveland Browns at this time where, you know what I'm saying, like beggars can't be choosers. Okay, this guy's supposed to be good. Uh, let's see what he got. Can't be no worse than what we had the last couple of years, right? So I guess, you know what I'm saying, the issue with Jameis is the fact that now we have expectations. You know, before Drew got here, we didn't have, we didn't really have expectations at quarterback. I mean, who did we have? Aaron Brooks, huh? You know what I'm saying? Like Aaron Brooks, okay, gave you a couple solid seasons. First playoff win, all right, but was he setting the world on fire? Like, were you like looking at him like he was going to be a Hall of Famer or something? No, this is the Drew Brees effect. The the reason why we feel so strongly about Jameis Winston and wanting to go out here and get somebody else is because we've seen greener pastures. Some of us, you know what I'm saying, looking at, Jameis Winston and seeing that he's not and saying that he's not Drew Brees because Drew Brees has set the standard of what quarterback play is supposed to look like in New Orleans so a lot of us aren't patient enough so because of our lack of patience we feel like okay we need somebody we need Drew Brees or somebody like him so Jameis isn't like him okay that's that's how we feel so let's get some of these other guys that are better or on Drew Brees's level because we don't want to, you know what I'm saying, feel the way that we, you know what I'm saying, been feeling right now. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I guess some of us who've been Saints fans for years, that they've probably seen the bad and not really prisoners of the moment, and you know what I'm saying, and probably remember those times when the Saints, you know what I'm saying, didn't have good quarterback play, didn't really have a good football team, like we can have an appreciation for a rebuild or a, a guy like going through the ranks and trying to establish themselves as a good quarterback. But you have some people out here who only seen and only had or old enough to appreciate the greatness of Drew Brees. They want to see something just like him. I feel like you can build a team around Jameis Winston. Now, some of you feel like, okay, if he ain't throwing for 5,000 yards every year, if he ain't, going out here you know what i'm saying like giving us all these exciting moments and you know what i'm saying and giving us these go from behind victories week after week after week and he ain't completing 80 percent of his passes then all of a sudden he ain't good enough but once again if everybody can play like drew Brees, how special would drew Brees be that's that's the question 
how special would Drew Brees be if everybody can play like? You're not going to find another Drew Brees. It's just a plan. It's just as plain and simple. Okay, I don't care who you bring here. It can be a, it can be a quarterback that's in the league right now. There's only one Drew Brees, and he was special. Question is, you know what I'm saying? Like, who's going to be that next guy? <clears throat> and if a guy is on the level of Drew Brees, well, guess where you going? It's going to the Hall of Fame. But I think that everybody's just looking for somebody to be Drew Brees. But I mean, if you can go out there and you can you can control the offense, you can go out there and and get the ball to some playmakers. If you can go out there and facilitate and run a two minute drill, I think that you can win. Okay. I think you can win with Jameis Winston. We can beat Green Bay, uh, run right up the middle. TJ, what do you think about Adebo so far? Uh, I think Paulson Adebo has had a really solid rookie campaign compared to where he was drafted. Um, I think that, you know, he has done an outstanding job uh, at the cornerback position. Um, he has some ups and downs, you know what I'm saying, which was – understandable you know I, i've said that when they first got him you know i said it yeah he's probably going to have some growing pains but i like him a lot he's a really good tackler he's not afraid to uh go up there try to you know saying like wrap somebody up and tackle him um you know what I'm saying he he's one of those guys you know what I'm saying if a running back gets on the edge he can you know what I'm saying push him out of bounds uh i think that that pass interference call that they had last week i agree with cal jordan in this interview i think that was kind of ticky tack but I think he's a very smart player, and I think that that's something that you can actually build on. I think he's a solid number two cornerback, and I think only with time he's going to start getting better and better. It won't it won't surprise me if he ends up being like a Pro Bowler, you know, next year. I, I have that I have that much confidence in him because if you listen to him talk, like when the Saints first got him, the confidence that he has and the knowledge that he has about football. You have to be optimistic as a Saints fan. I, I like this dude. Like, I, I really do. Uh, the Rams are the team I don't like to match up against because of their D-line uh, versus our mediocre interior O-line. Now, I agree with that. I agree with that. That that does bother me, you know, being able to get pressure on Taysom. But uh, here's the thing, you know, uh, Taysom's ability to be able to get out of the pocket and scramble, you know what I'm saying? I think it may be may be able to help him. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's not so much about when it was when Drew Brees was here. You know, Drew Brees can stand a little stationary. He's standing in a pocket and, you know, the old line having problems could affect that. But the ability of Taysom Hill to be able to move around, to escape, I think that it can be helpful in this case. So it's a different, you know what I'm saying? It's a different game. It, it, I mean, regardless, I mean, you're going to have some problems, but We'll see. Offense doesn't have the weapons to score points. Running game is non-existent because the O-line is decimated. If we can get the running game going with Ingram and Kamara, we have a shot in any game. Well, Chris, uh, you got some good news, man, because I'm pretty sure you're probably going to get Ramchek in this game Sunday. You're probably going to get Armstead in this game Sunday. Eric McCoy is going to be there. So for the exception of Andrews Pete, you're, you're going to be rolling into this Sunday's game with pretty much what you had at the beginning of the season. Now, I know none of us are really Cesar Ruiz fans, but, <laughs> but I mean, he is a starter, and he started the season with him. And, um, you know, I think with those two tackles coming back, I think it's going to help out the running game. I mean, 
Ryan Ramchek is an all-pro, okay? He's an all-pro talent. Uh, so is Teron Armstead. So both of these guys are two of the best in the, in the business at their respected tackle positions. So by them coming back, I think that's going to help out Kamara a lot. And um, I think that's going to help out the running game. And hopefully it'll be able to help out the offense as well because you have uh, two guys out there that can help out, you know what I'm saying, calling out some of these pressures. I mean, we know that Teron Armstead has done this before, right? He's he's pointed it out at times. And more guys out there that knows, you know what I'm saying, different pressures that can help out uh, Taysom Hill in certain situations, the better. So those two guys coming back, I think that's going to help out Alvin Kamara. It'll help out Mark Ingram if he plays, or Tony Jones, whoever's going to be running the football. I think that those guys are going to be very, very helpful. Uh, we got uh, jo- uh, Josh, thank you very much for the $2, says we should sign A.J. Dillon next year if he's free. I don't know if he's free or not, but I'm pretty sure that he's not going anywhere. I think that he's a solid uh, number two to Aaron Jones. Uh, he's like that battering ram guy, short yardage situation. He can get you those extra yards. And, I mean, he's a he's a freak of nature, man. He's a large human being. So I, I think that they're going to sign him back, man. Uh, you know, any 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 uh, transition uh, from a quarterback position, you know you have to rely on the running game. So having a guy there that's been there, uh, along with Aaron Jones, I think that it's going to be necessary for him to stay there. Ryan says, is everybody in the chat afraid of the Green Bay Packers because you think they're better than any other team in NFL right now? I have to say, man, I respect the Green Bay Packers, but I don't fear them. You know, I don't fear them as a Saints fan. Like, I, I feel like they're beatable. Um, you know, they, they remind me <laughs> – they remind me of the Saints. You know what I'm saying? A couple of years ago, like, they win a lot of games. But, you know what I'm saying, when it comes down to the postseason – or, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in clutch situations, they lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, that's the way I feel about it. I feel like, you know what I'm saying, as talented as they are, they're still susceptible to getting beat. I mean, that, that's the way I feel about them. Very, very talented team, though. Very talented. No, the play calling is the same. It's just uh, not constructed. Uh, well, look, you only can do so much. I'm (laughs) I'm just being serious, man. You only can do so much with what you actually have. Um, I think we all can agree that the Saints wide receiver group is not very good. Um, Sean Payton, I'm pretty sure, is doing the best that he can trying to put these guys in position to succeed. And we have to understand we're not at practice. We're not in the film room. We're not seeing these guys behind the scenes and, you know what I'm saying, some of the questions that they're probably being asked and, can they execute what the what the coaches are telling them? These guys understand these guys inside and out. And basically what we're doing right now is basically spectating. That's that's what we're doing right now. So I just feel like they're, they're coming up with schemes with guys, you know, and doing things that these guys are good at. And what if these guys aren't good at it, then why would you ask them to do it? So I think that he's scheming around what these guys do best. No need to ask them to do something that they can't do. I mean, you're just wasting your time. Cam Jordan said it all. D-line got to stop the run to have some fun. Get the other team behind where they're in a passing situation. Then, bam, Sacks will be there. Our secondary is that good. Well, Tyler, I mean, that's true. 
But, you know, man, you can stop the run all day. You can talk about, you know what I'm saying, quarterbacks, you know, throwing the football and you getting pressures and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, offense has got to – they got to score. They got to put up some points. I mean, you can you can want to pressure, sack the quarterback all day and night. But when that ball goes back to the offense, that offense got to be able to do something with the football. And like I said, you got to basically play flawless if you're the Saints defense. You got to be, you got to be flawless. Like you can't make any mistakes, little to no mistakes at all. Gallup, um, Gallup tore his ACL and he's a free agent. Uh, I seen some people wanted the Saints to look at him. Yeah, I, I like Michael Gallup. I think Michael Gallup would be a really good number two wide receiver. I think that Michael Gallup can be a number one on some teams, but I think that he can be a solid number two, but I think that the money that he probably wants, I don't think that the saints will be willing to give it to him. Now, I think that he's talented. I think that he's a, he's a guy that can bring something to the table. Uh, but uh, we'll see, man. I think Michael Gallup going to be asking for a lot more money than what the saints are willing to give. Bottom line, they need the Rams to win yeah, and they need to win themselves. It's crazy. I'm not afraid of anyone in the playoffs. Uh, I really believe the same defense is built for the outside weather. Uh, we could beat Green Bay. I mean, I believe that too, you know, and honestly, I mean, looking at this season, the Saints only won two home games. Two. Think about this, man. Think about how much people talk about the Superdome and how it was just so loud and crazy and the saints defending the dome and the dome field advantage. I'd rather see the saints on the road. Like the saints play much better on the road to me than they do at home. They got one of the best road records in the NFL. I want to say over the last, like almost last decade, they, they play really well on the road. So I think it might do them some good, man. They, they play with a chip on their shoulder. They play more inspired to me. I, I, I like the way that they actually, you know, go out there and they investigate and all that weird stuff that Sean Payton is into, like, like weather and cleats and all that kind of stuff to get themselves prepared. I'd rather see them on the road. You know what I'm saying? And and we, and once again, I think somebody mentioned this earlier. Man, the Saints are playing with house money if they get to the playoffs, right? You know what I'm saying? There's, there's very little expectations about what they can possibly do. So a lot of these teams are probably going to underestimate them because they don't believe in these receivers. They don't believe in Taysom Hill as the quarterback. So a lot of these teams might underestimate them, and that gives the Saints an opportunity to slap these boys in the mouth. So I would rather see the Saints on the road, you know, because they're they're a really good road team. I know people talk about the Superdome and all that kind of stuff, but let's just be real, folks. Okay, the Saints in the, in the playoffs at home <coughs> – has not been that impressive over the last few years. It has not. I, I would prefer to see these, you know what I'm saying, to see them on the road to see what they can do. I think that they play a little bit more free when they're on the road. Uh, let's see. Aaron Brooks was throwing picks, smiling, and ticking folks off. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would take Jimmy Garoppolo over Jameis Winston. Well, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, man, but I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, I mean, he has a history of being hurt all the time, right? So how much production will you get out of him? You know, like he's he's always hurt. I mean, I think he's 
I think he was solid like when he first got to San Francisco, but between like the media and all these injuries that he have, I feel like it, it affected his confidence. And it didn't really help when uh, Trey Lance got there. You know, like that only kind of just, you know, just made the thing made the situation even worse. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm I think that he's dealing with a little bit of confidence issue. And also, I just you know, a lot of just don't like his history of always being hurt. I think that he's he's serviceable, but I don't think he ever get a, a real true opportunity to be a starting quarterback again. Not without somebody else coming in. Uh, you know, saying maybe like a rookie or something like that. I always, I think he's probably going to be one of those guys. It's probably just going to be one of those place fillers until, like, he's probably going to be Alex Smith. Uh, let's see, man, not Aaron Brooks. I remember those days. We are spoil riding. Yeah, basically, you know, we are. You know, because like I said, Drew Brees as the as a quarterback, he was great, and now it's like. We want something that resembles him or, you know, saying something that we feel, you know, could resemble him. But I I don't know, man. I just think that there's 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 different ways that you can do this thing. I don't think that you have to, like, continue to uh, do what Drew Brees did and win games the way that the Saints did when Drew Brees was the quarterback. I actually enjoy the fact that the Saints are winning by defense because I say this on so many occasions here. How many years have we been wanting the Saints defense to dominate and take over games and not have to rely on the offense to carry this team? It's lucky that this year that the defense of light finally came on because Lord have mercy if it didn't. Can you imagine what this season would look like? What what would this season look like, man? Uh, I think Winston did good this year and would love to have him back. I mean, I think he did okay. I think it's something that you can build on. I mean, if if your argument is he throws a bunch of interceptions and all that kind of stuff, I mean, he didn't do that while he was the quarterback. So, I mean, he had a you know a, what are you fourteen touchdowns, three interceptions. So, if you saying that he can't take care of the football, well, he showed in those games that he could. If I bring Jameis Winston back, I'm drafting a quarterback, the young man out of Louisville. Uh, it will be just like New England with Cam uh, Newton and Mac Jones. Well, I mean, look, if you don't trust Jameis Winston, you know what I'm saying, look, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of teams out there that would. I mean, I think that he showed that he's serviceable and that somebody can he can actually go out there and win We're in the right situation. So it, I don't think – it's not how it is when he came out of Tampa. It's not going to be that way. Like how it was when he was 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, it's not going to be that way, folks. It's just not. Like this dude has really like kind of turned, you know what I'm saying, changed the narrative on himself. You got you got Pittsburgh Steelers fans out there that's, you know what I'm saying, that's clamoring and jumping at the bit talking about James. You got other teams out here that that's dealing with quarterback situations that are talking about Jameis. So there, there are a lot of teams out there, you know what I'm saying, that would be interested in Jameis Winston's uh, services. So I, I just think that, man, I, I just like the dude. I like the fact that, you know what I'm saying, he, he was trying to get better. He did all the right things to be better. And I just think that he should have got a fair shot. Now, what I said, like I said, what I seen out of him, 
over these games if your argument is oh he throws too many he has too many turnovers then you know what i'm saying <laughs> like he didn't have a lot of turnovers right he didn't turn the ball over a lot and you know what i'm saying on top of that if you look at what the saints actually had at the beginning of the season with deontay harris how many la- when the last time you seen deontay harris go yard like you know what I'm saying? Like his a five, seven step drop and him catch a deep pass down the field. Like this dude was like leading the lead for a good little minute. And you know what I'm saying? The deep passes. Then you had like all these other guys out there. He was throwing the ball to, they were making plays. He was making it work. I mean, imagine, look how it looked now that he's going, you know what I'm saying? You, you rarely ever see a deep pass down the field. You rarely ever just see, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, 15, 20 yard passes. You don't see that stuff. So I, I think that he did enough for a lot of teams to be looking at him a lot. Uh, hey, TJ, I know it's early in the week, but what's the news on Jimmy G's status this Sunday? Uh, I don't think he's going to play. Uh, and, and Why would he? You know what I'm saying? Trey Lance did a really good job last week versus the Texans. He had two touchdowns, one interception. And the last time we seen Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, it was an absolute stinker out there. I mean, like I said, I feel like the guy has lost – confidence um i i feel like you know what i'm saying he, he he understands what the 49ers are going uh going to do they understand he understands that trey lance is the next guy up so i think that you need to keep the young guy out there you know i think that you know i think they might be a good shot on for the 49ers offense Jameis winston still did not impress me my brother he was uh being handicapped by sean payton and that's the problem well I, I don't know about handicap, man. I just think that I just think that you know it, it's a, it's a it's a it's a tough system that the New Orleans Saints run, man. There's a lot of offensive plays that you have to, you know, what I'm saying you have to know. And then on top of that, man, like they got Alvin Kamara as their running back. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like. Alvin Kamara is the offense of the New Orleans Saints. So why wouldn't you try to utilize him more <clears throat> than just throwing a ball all, all over the field? I just think that we have this perception that whoever the quarterback is, is going to drop back 35, 40 times like Drew Brees. And that's, you know what I'm saying? That's not how the Saints, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to construct themselves these days. Running the football, playing good defense is the key. For the New Orleans Saints, I don't care if it's Jameis. I don't, look, it's going to take any quarterback, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, some time, you know what I'm saying, to go out there and to master the offense of the New Orleans Saints. Now, you got to be able to execute certain plays, you know what I'm saying? And what I seen when it came to Jameis, I mean, he went out there and he executed some really good plays. I mean, I didn't expect for him to go out there throwing the ball 35, 40 times when you have Alan Kamara and arguably one of the best offensive lines in football. And at this particular time, you know what I'm saying, you had Andrews Pete, even though he's terrible at pass protecting. He's a really good run blocker, probably, you know what I'm saying, better than some of the rest in the league. I know that may sound crazy to some of y'all, but it's true. Um, Why wouldn't you want to use somebody like Alvin Kamara? I just think that, a lot of us just look at him and say, okay, why is he throwing? Well, the, the real thing, the real, what we're really trying to figure out is why isn't he throwing the ball as consistently as Drew Brees was throwing it? 
And as, as I make I said, I just feel like when we look at any quarterback, rather it's Taysom, rather it's Jameis, or anybody else that comes in, we're always going to be comparing them to Drew Brees subconsciously. You know what I'm saying? Subconsciously. And a lot of us, you know what I'm saying, like are not going to suspend our judgment of any quarterback that comes in. Rather it was Taysom. You know what I'm saying? Like if we have our reservations about him, there's going to be a level of bias. If we have our reservations about Jameis, there's going to be a level of bias. And if he does a good play, it's all right. If he does something terrible, it's going to be amplified. The same thing with Taysom. If he does something good, yeah, all right. But if he does something bad, ah, man, get this bum off the field. So it's it's the same way. And that's it's, that's how we evaluate things. I mean, it's, it's just the way that we do it. All of you know what I'm saying? We want this, we want a sure thing, right? But I don't think a sure thing comes in a quarterback that can throw the ball 35, 40 times a game. I mean, the Saints won a lot of games, you know what I'm saying, earlier in the season, and they changed the way they they did all they they changed the way they played offensively. That whole entire time. They they did not look like the same New Orleans Saints team when Drew was here. They did not. Um, and I just think that we have to understand, like, the Saints are moving in a different direction. And, you know, the, I mean, that's just the way that it goes. Those are the breaks. Uh, number one show, hands down, been watching for a while, TJ. Who that? Man, I appreciate the SOI. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, if our team uh, is going to lose to the Falcons and Niners win over the Rams, give me a hell to the no, no, no. I don't think our team offense uh going to step it up on the field, especially wide receivers and tight end need to get themselves together before Sunday afternoon comes in. Jeremiah, I'm going to be honest with you. And I said this. Man, I've been saying a lot of this stuff over and over again, but the Calvary ain't coming. It's not coming, folks. If you're looking for the Calvary to come, if you're looking for Adam Trautman to channel his inner Gronk or Jay Novacek, you're wasting your time. If you're expecting like one of these other wide receivers to go out there and channel their inner T.O. or Randy Moss, you're wasting your time. These guys are who they've been all season long. And I don't think that it's just going to be one particular game where just all of a sudden like, oh, man, it came on. Like, it is what it is, man. I don't think that you're going to see significant changes to the offense when it comes to the receiver position into the offseason, until you actually start seeing some changes, until you actually see some new guys coming in and they just hit the reset button. I mean, what you just go in, you just go in with what you got and hope for the best. I mean, I, I don't, I just don't, I don't expect for this offense to go out here and start scoring 40 points off the bat. I don't. If you're waiting for that, I, I, I I just feel like you're wasting your time. I mean, I I, I wish I, I hope that I'm wrong, but that's just the way that I feel. Hey, TJ, I do think a Devo will be a pro bowler. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, people have been saying uh, they uh, haven't been hearing nothing about him, and I say that's a good thing. That means he's doing something right. Exactly. And that, that's, that's the most important thing. You know, cornerbacks play positions, you know what I'm saying, it's boom or bust. And, and I mean, he's been solid. He's been solid, you know what I'm saying, throughout the season. Yes, he's given up some plays. He's a rookie, you know, but there's been a lot of games where I haven't heard his name called, and I have not heard the name of the receiver he's been guarding. So he's getting better. And, um, you know, sometimes when you don't hear a guy's name, it's probably a good thing. 
Uh, I'm just asking everybody if you're enjoying the State of the Saints podcast, go ahead and hit the like button, man. You know, I, if you if you appreciate the show, if you like the content, you want to see the show grow, and if you want to show support, just go ahead and hit that like button, man. You know, I, I would really appreciate that. Let's uh, see if uh, Taysom is the future. It will be a bleak one. <laughs> Look, man, um, I don't want to make turn this into like a, a, a Taysom Hill bashing show because apparently people just think that I just don't like the dude. And I encourage anybody, you know what I'm saying, to call the show. I, you know, I get tired of uh, when I'm, you know what I'm saying, I'm, you know, going back and I'm listening and critiquing, you know what I'm saying, the shows and I'm seeing people in the comments and like call the show. You know what I'm saying? Got like, comment in the chat. Like I just, you know, I, like nine times out of ten, I really don't see that stuff like that. So I'll be seeing like people like be putting these long I have a dream speeches on there and stuff like that. Like you can easily like just just you know comment on the show or whatever. I, I just don't get it. You know, I don't I, I really don't I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't be reading that stuff. I ain't got that time to time. But I don't have any issue with this dude. I just think that you know there's this <laughs> There's this sense of denial when it comes to this dude. Like, I mean, last week, as decent as I said that he played, dude had a QBR of a 38. Like, come on, man. What are we doing here? All I'm saying is the dude is an incredible football player. But I think that you can find something better than that at the quarterback position. I think that anybody can agree with that. I, I, I think anybody could agree. You can find something better than that. I want him on the team. Like, Taysom is one of those guys I hope that retires a New Orleans Saint because that's how much respect I have for him. But you can find something better than that, man. Jameis is who got us to the party. Let's be honest. What if he would have started out uh, at two and five? Well, um, (laughs) he started out at two and five. The Saints would have got talked about a lot more than what they are doing right now, you know? It, it, but you know i, I just think man you got a lot of uh, talking heads they don't like to be wrong and you had um i i just never seen I, i'm gonna be honest with you i don't care how a guy goes out there and he throws for five touchdowns i don't care what it looked like it's impressive if you can throw five touchdowns in a, in a football game that's freaking impressive and when when the dude came out there, you know, even at the beginning of the season, like when he was first starting, like when his first preseason game, you had Steve Levy from ESPN, and I like Steve Levy, much respect to him, and Lewis Reddick. As soon as he walked out on the field, here was, you know what I'm saying, they, they, they showed the graphic. 30, t- 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Don't worry don't worry uh, who that nation is going to be okay because he threw for 5,000 yards. It, it, like they, 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 they tuned up the band, you know what I'm saying, to try to make this dude sound like he's just the ultimate failure. Then he goes out there and was like super impressive and just left no doubt in anybody's mind that he's going to be the starter. Then week one, he goes out there and he throws for five touchdowns and people are just like, eh, he threw for five touchdowns, but only 220 yards. Who cares? Like, so if he would have went out there and threw for no touchdown, five interceptions, and threw for 220 yards, then all of a sudden it wouldn't have been, oh, man, look at him. You see? It's terrible. That's all I'm saying, man. Like, you can't minimize. I feel like there's a lot of minimizing when it comes to this dude. 
And you know what I'm saying? The narrative is already out. And a lot, and a lot of us are buying this nonsense, man. A lot of us are buying this narrative. It's like, and even not even just with, with Jameis. I'm talking about with Baker Mayfield. Like, they up here just really, like, roasting this dude and talking about how slow this guy is. But what they're not telling you is the dude needed shoulder surgery for, like, seven weeks. For seven weeks, this dude has been out here battling for his team, going hard in the paint, trying to make his team a playoff team. And he, and he, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't have his full arm strength in his arm. But instead of them taking that to account, they rather just sit up here and just talk about this dude is holding the Cleveland Browns back. That is what they do, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and if we're not careful, we fall for this nonsense. I mean, I, I don't, I don't get it, man. There's narrative that's going on about these guys, and these narratives stay out there, and they continue to make these things keep going and going and going and no matter what these dudes do to try to overcome those those narratives they keep them freaking going because they know for a fact that when you reach a certain level when it comes to broadcasting when it comes to being a television personality you get yourself a following and people cling on to your every word and they know that and they use that to their advantage and when you have these people out here that are casual fans that don't know how to differentiate your own personal points of view versus what somebody just told me. They go out here and they feed this nonsense out here and they're at the barbershops and they're at the sports bars and they're at work talking this nonsense, talking and bringing narratives that was given to them by other people. All I'm saying is allow this dude, Jameis Winston, the Baker Mayfields, uh, the Sean Watson's when he get back, Allow these dudes to create the narrative, you know what I'm saying, a different narrative. I've never seen anything like this in professional sports. Football is the only sport that I know that a guy can't change the narrative about themselves. Like once they they think you slow, you slow forever. I don't care if your numbers improve. I don't care if the analytics improve. They're always going to be somewhere trying to denounce what you're trying to do. I don't see that in basketball. I don't see that in baseball. I don't see that in hockey. I don't see that in any other sport except for football. And I'm just wondering why. Guys grow. You know what I'm saying? Like, guys grow. Guys develop. The light comes on. Guys become seasoned veterans. They, 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 the game slows down for them. And it's like we don't have time for that. All I'm saying is give guys opportunity to change the narrative. And if, you're, and if your argument is that Jameis Winston threw more interceptions than touchdowns in Tampa. And he's a turnover machine. And he gets hurt. And his stat line is, what, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions before he gets injured. Then what did that tell you? That tells you that the dude is basically changing the narrative right in front of your eyes. But, of course, we're not seeing that because the only thing that we're going to continue to talk about is 30 for 30 in Tampa as if Tampa wasn't a terrible organization, as if Cleveland, you know what I'm saying? Like the audacity of Cleveland to talk about anybody. Like y'all were 0-16 a couple years ago. You know what I mean? Give me a break, man. Give me a break. I mean, we're going to stroll down a little bit. And um, we'll just continue from here. Breeze, uh, progressive passing was elite. He calculated the field. Ain't too many quarterbacks willing or even have the ability to read the whole field within three to five seconds yeah man and that that's something that 
Dude made it look so easy that we feel like anybody can do it. You ever you ever met anybody like that? They just do something just, just so you know effortless that it, it just seems like, man, I can do that too. Then you go out there and be like, nah, I guess I can't do this. I mean, I was, that's like with my grandfather, man. My grandfather was a contractor for 50 years, man. Uh helped build like some of the most famous and you know what I'm saying beautiful houses around the New Orleans area. And um, you know, during the summertime, you know, he used to take me to work. Depends on the job. If it's a big job, he tell me to stay at home. He didn't want me to be in the way. But sometimes he'll give me that opportunity. And I just see like my grandfather, like level a floor, you know what I'm saying? Put sheetrock on the wall. And he put it up like so effortless. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just amazing to watch. And I'm like, man, I can do that too. And then all of a sudden I try to put it up and don't look the same way. Yo, know, but that, that's the way that Drew Brees does his work. That's the way that Drew Brees does his thing. He did it so, like, it was so masterful the way he did it. We feel like, why can't Taysom do it? Why can't Jameis do it? Why can't Ian do it? Why can't Trevor Simeon do it? The dude was so special. He, I mean, just think about this, man. The dude was so freaking special that we have this false sense of what, you know what I'm saying, what uh, uh, any quarterback can do because he did it like none other. Now we feel like every quarterback can do it, but you can't. They can't, man. So I don't judge everybody the same because they shouldn't be. Man, TJ, people don't like the truth or facts. I don't like I don't think it's the fact that people don't like the truth. Well, I take that back. People don't like the truth, they like their truth. If their truth doesn't apply to what they feel, they believe, they don't want to hear it because they have their own ideology, they have their own philosophies, right? And they don't want to hear anything that speaks against what they actually believe. So if you actually throw some nuggets out there. It's almost like, you know what I'm saying, like, I, 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 I'm not listening, you know, but I'm not, I, I say this all the time, I'm not here to change anybody's mind about what, the way that they feel about anybody. I have my opinions. It just so happens that, I mean, I'm the host of the show. So, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm behind the mic. So it may seem like my opinion is louder, but it's no different from, yours and mine you know what i'm saying like you're entitled to believe what you want to believe when you know what i'm saying i'm reading comments and I, I i you know disagree i'm gonna say it but it's not like i'm defecating on what somebody else is saying now some people just say something that's just so outrageous i think we all can agree like man get up out of here with that but if a person has a strong thought and a strong view about something and they they come through you know what i'm saying with some some logical facts okay fine I mean, but if you're just talking nonsense and like, well, he did this and he took this and I don't like him because he did this and he said this on Twitter, man, bump all that, man. That has absolutely nothing to do with how a person plays the game of football, period. You know, like I, I mean, that's just the way I think. Taysom is a football player, not a starting quarterback. I'll give Jameis another chance and build the D-line. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, as far as the, the Jameis uh, building the offensive line, I don't want to get into the whole Taysom Hill and the quarterback thing, man. 
I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because it seems like that's the you know seems like that's always the direction the show goes. TJ will Peyton have Hill um, in quarterback competition next year. Um, you know what? Why not? You know why not? I mean, you you don't you don't know what you're gonna do. Um, I think you don't know what you're gonna do at the quarterback position. The only reason you don't have a quarterback competition if you go out here and you get yourself Aaron Rodgers and you go out here and get Russell Wilson. I mean, what's the point? Like, what's the point? You bring these guys in. You giving these guys all this money, Taysom. You know what I'm saying? Go be the tight end and the H back that you was born to be. Okay, but if it's like Jameis, okay, Jameis tore his ACL. I mean, we seen the footage, right? I mean, he's looking good. You know what I'm saying? He's he's rehabbing well. Everything is is up to speed. He's ahead of schedule. He's throwing a football uh, weeks before he was actually supposed to. But you know. You you got to go out there and you got to see the field. So still got to have that competition um, and see where Jameis is when it comes to the offseason. And you also, you know, you you evaluate uh, Taysom. You look at the film. You look at the tape, right? And what he built up this year, it's not like we wondering, hoping, and wishing. He got a large sample size. He's the starting quarterback. We know it. You know it. I know it. So they got that film. He goes in the offseason, he works He works out, he goes in, you know what I'm saying, and you compare how he comes in next season to how, how he looked last season. If he looks better, then, hey, you have that competition, and he may be, be good enough to win. But you still have a competition. The only reason I don't feel like you'll have a competition, if Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson on your roster, then there is no competition. So, TJ, uh, do you still think Cam Jordan uh, needs to take a pay cut? I don't think so. And what you think the Saints will get for um, if they trade Michael Thomas? Because it clearly seems like he doesn't want to be there. Manny, thank you very much. Uh, yes, I still feel like Cam Jordan needs to take a pay cut. Um, I know he's playing out his mind right now, and it may sound crazy, but you have to ask yourself this. Cam Jordan, you're, you're going into your 12th season after the end of this year. How many more years that you have of production? So if you go out here, you take yourself a, a pay cut and you're able to pay like some of your, your, your defensive counterparts, give them some money. You can go ahead and run it back with a quarterback that's more suitable uh, to play the position, probably win you some games, probably can get yourself a number one seed and a stronger chance at the Super Bowl. I think that you need to have that conversation. I mean, Cam Jordan made a lot of money. I ain't trying to count this dude pockets, but he has made a lot of money over the course of time. And, you know, it, it comes a time where guys, you know what I'm saying, have to look at themselves and say, hey, you know what I'm saying, like, I want to, do I want to win with this organization? Do I feel like this organization can get me where I need to be? And what can I do to help this organization leap forward to get me where I need to be? We've seen Drew Brees do it. You know what I'm saying? We've seen him do it, like, towards the latter years of his career. You know what I'm saying? He was willing to do it when the Saints had opportunity, when Josh Norman was actually in his prime. You know what I'm saying? He was going to be willing to take a pay cut to bring Josh Norman in. We also seen him not cost the arm and a leg over the last couple of years in order to try to build up a team that can be a Super Bowl contender. Now we look at Cam Jordan. Hey, Cam, you're the leader of the team. You're the four-star gold star on, you know what I'm saying, on, on your chest. So are you willing to make that sacrifice so the team can possibly bring in some pieces alongside signing some of these guys that's around you? and make your defense much better, 
You know what I'm saying? They can get Jameis, re-sign him. Maybe, you know what I'm saying, go out here, get themselves another franchise quarterback or starting quarterback, and y'all make a run at it. So, yes, I do believe that. As far as the Michael Thomas situation, Michael Thomas, you're eating $22 million if you trade this dude. So, no. But I tell you what they need to do, Manny, and I'm going to continue to say this. I'm going to continue to beat this drum. The New Orleans Saints need to bring somebody in that makes Michael Thomas compete, okay? Watching these guys on the field right now, looking at the Callaways. Yeah, making some good making some good catches, but dropping passes. None of these guys are able to break separation. None of these guys, for the most part, are able to make contested catches. None of these guys are willing to, you know what I'm saying, go out there and run these crisp routes. What they need to do is bring somebody in to make Michael Thomas say, damn, seriously. Now, you know what I'm saying? We all been there, right? You ever been on, you know what I'm saying? You ever been good at something, basketball, football, all of a sudden you see this other dude out here putting in work, you like, damn. They need to bring somebody in that gives him that damn moment. Rather it's Chris Olave, rather it's Griffin, his, his teammate, rather it's one of these other wide receivers, Jamison Williams, or one of these other top, you know what I'm saying, young, hungry rock wide receivers. Rather you bring somebody in like Gallup, bring in somebody that is going to compete and they make this guy compete for these catches. Because right now, I say this again, he is David Ruffin and they are the temptations. They're full of themselves. You know what I'm saying? He's right off the cusp of making my girl the number one um, R&B song in the, in the country. All right? That's what he is right now. Y'all watched the movie. Some of y'all seen The Temptations, right? Y'all remember when they made my girl and my girl shot up the charts to number one? Y'all seen him hanging out with Flim. Flim riding, riding in the Rolls Royce. You know what I'm saying? He's showing up late, barely coming to meetings. Y'all know how it is, man. What, what did they have to do? They had to show up <laughs> with Dennis freaking Edwards. Don't look any further. Dennis Edwards. They had to make cloud nine on that boy. That's what they had to do. The Saints need to make cloud nine on Michael Thomas, all right? He's still trying to live off my girl. Show them boys that you can win that Grammy with cloud nine. Bring you somebody in that is going to compete with this dude, that can run these routes, that can go out here and make these contested catches, and make this dude go out here to put that extra work in in the gym, put that extra work in on the field, calling that quarterback up and be like, hey, man, you think you can stay out to practice with me tomorrow? Have him feel that way because right now it's not happening, and that's your biggest issue. Some guys can't deal with that. Some guys can't deal. Some guys, you know, I'm the, I'm the only game in town. What I'm competing for, why I got to feel like this for so go out there and find you somebody that's going to compete with that dude. And I guarantee you, it'll change his tune. It'll change it. The truth is like poetry. Everybody hates it. <laughs> well, I don't think everybody hates poetry. Just like people trying to duplicate the SOTS and the SOTG podcast, but it just don't look the same. Big facts. Well, Damien, I appreciate that, man. And um, look, I don't think of it like that. If uh, people out there, you know, making podcasts and, Man, I just want everybody to succeed, man. I, I just, I just stay focused, man, on what I'm doing over here. You know, if anybody, you know, what I'm saying, going out there, they're trying to start a podcast, or if uh, you know they're they're motivated by you know checking out the State of Saints podcast or so many other uh, podcasts out here that that cover the team, and that's good for them. You know, 
I mean, you, you should always look at yourself as, you know, a, a individual that has something to offer. You know, if you feel like you have something to offer, you never, you know, look at what anybody else is doing. You just wish them well. And I hope everybody, you know, I hope, you know, they find success, whoever they are. Whether you're thinking about starting a podcast, you started a podcast. I mean, I wish everybody success. I want Jameis back 14 touchdowns, three interceptions with those receivers. Impressive to me. Um, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying, man. You you got to look at what he did it with. I mean, I, I think that's impressive. I, I agree. I'm going to stroll down a little bit, folks. Um, uh, Frank said 92 likes, almost there. Yeah, man, look, this hit, uh, if you can hit the like button, I really appreciate that. I think last episode, man, we got over 300 likes, which I appreciate that. I, I really do, man. Um, I, I just want to make sure that, you know, uh, people know about the State of Saints podcast. You know what I'm saying? And, and we get the word out there. And, you know, you can do your part. You know what I mean? If you, you can't donate to the show, I understand. But at least if you're checking out the content, just just take a brief second and hit that like button. That That's all I ask. Uh, C.J. Garner-Johnson is a monster. Yeah, he is, you know. He was on uh, NFL Total Access tonight, man. So, shouts out to him. Um, he's starting to get attention. And not just because, you know, he <laughs> he talks a lot, but he's actually uh, walking the walk. So, and people are starting to uh, acknowledge that. I disagree. I'm from uh, the players getting their money. The NFL is a ripoff. Plus, it's not all about sex. He's durable uh, and a great leader. Taysom needs to take a pay cut. Now, that... I mean, I'm not mad at that. And look, I understand about the whole contract con- contract part, but there there are ways that you can, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, if you're not taking a pay cut to re restructure your contract, we've seen that before. You know what I'm saying? We we seen that before. So it's not so much of a, you know what I'm saying, it's not so much uh you gotta take a pay cut, but you I mean you can restructure your contract. So, you know, that's another idea too. I guess I should have, you know what I'm saying? I guess I should have uh, acknowledged that too. But I, I rather, I agree. I'd rather uh, play a restructure than actually take a pay cut. Michael Thomas should take a pay cut. Well, he hasn't played in two years, but I thought Drew re, uh, restructured his contract a couple of years back. Yeah, he actually did, man. He restructured his contract. But also, man, like, you have to think about this. Uh, Drew Brees, uh, you know what I'm saying, re-signed with the team. But he was coming off a, a, a year where he was second in the MVP bowl. Now, he got blew out the water by Patrick Mahomes. But still, you know what I'm saying? Like, he could have got more money than what the Saints offered him, which was, I want to say, about 22 or $23 million. So, technically, to me, that was a pay cut. Uh, that, that was a pay cut. You know, he, he could have got more money. So, I guess I'm looking at it from that point. You know, not try to totally exhaust your your team you know what i'm saying like now that, that's i guess that's the way i'm looking at it but if you already under contract you keep your money i say uh james uh back with michael thomas and let's see what happens yeah i agree with that is that your order tj as far as you would you would want to be our next quarterback rogers wilson watson or uh, we can't go wrong with either three uh well that's not my order man i, I guess I, I would just I'm just saying some names, man. I don't really have an order of preference. I think all three of these guys can come in and and you can uh, find success with each and every one of them. So 
and I like all all of them. You know what I'm saying? So if the Saints were to get any any of those three guys, it, it would be pretty good. So <laughs> ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. <laughs> ain't nobody coming to see you, Traquan. <laughs> uh, we might not have a choice. But to stick with Taysom, uh, no, nah, I look, Mister Pops three thousand. I disagree with that, man. We, if if you have not learned anything about the New Orleans Saints, we know that this team is going to do everything in their power to try to make sure that they put the best product on the field. They they're not just settling for nothing. They never work like that. Sean Payton never worked like that. So he's always trying to find ways to improve his team. And he's not just going to go into the season in 2022 with Taysom Hill as his starting quarterback. I, I just don't believe that. I, I, I just don't. Like, I, I feel like, you know, he'll give Taysom an opportunity, but he's going to have to earn it just like he had to try to earn it uh, this past season. I can't wait. Tell Mike, shut up. <laughs> shut y'all up. Uh, blame your medical staff. Well, I'm, I'm not one of those people that's uh, – looking at Michael Thomas like I want to get rid of him. I just I, – I, I don't agree with that. I don't. Um, I think that Michael Thomas is a great talent, and I just think that a lot of us are just upset with him because we want to see him play. And some of the decisions we feel like robbed us of the opportunity to watch uh, Michael Thomas play, and it's been a minute. So I think that a lot of us are, are just a little hurt by some of the actions that, you know, have taken place. But Michael Thomas is special. I like the fact that he's on the New Orleans Saints team, and I think that he's going to be really good. I just think that a lot of our opinions are going to change once this dude hit the field. I mean, I just think that a lot of us feel in this way right now because we haven't seen him play in almost, you know, a full year. TJ, LOL, that boy really is acting like David Ruff. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, he got he got some diva in him, man. He got, he got some diva in him, but... You got to be out there, man. Like, got to get those guys in there to compete, man. You got to make these dudes motivated. You know, you, you should never, like, make a guy feel like, you know, like, man, like, like your spot can't get taken. I don't care if you go to this dude, man. We need you, man. We need you. Now, you bring somebody in to help this dude compete, get this dude better. Iron sharpens iron. It's just as simple as that. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, let's see. Michael Thomas ain't taking no pay cut after what we've seen these past two years. <laughs> uh, where did you see uh Mike say he don't want to be here? The media love drama. Don't believe the hype. I never heard him say that. I never heard him say that. No, I, I didn't. I think there's a lot of insinuation going on here. Uh, Jew uh talk sports says, "What up, TJ? Uh, made the best team win on Sunday. Rise up." Yeah, Jew, man. What's going on with you, man? Shout out to my guy, Jew, man. Great, uh, man. Great commentary over there, man. Um, focusing on Atlanta Falcons, man. He, he does a really good job. And, um, you know, one, one of the podcasters out there that I really, truly respect, man. Doing it the right way, working hard, grinding. And, um, I mean, really knowledgeable not only about the Falcons, but like so many, you know what I'm saying, other teams out here, man, has a real appreciation for sports. So shouts out to that brother, man. Doing real good work. Uh, TJ, I really see growth in CJ and PJ game. They both are reaching at least status, in my opinion. Yeah, Tom, I think 
P.J. Williams uh, resurrected his career when he went to safety. I think that was a blessing in disguise. He's a really good tackler. Uh, he can guard those uh, those slots and those uh, tight ends. And, uh, man, he's not afraid to bring that wood, man. And I have to say this, you know, uh, I, I've, I've over the last, you know what I'm saying, past few years, I mean, I've had a lot of uh, very controversial takes on P.J. Williams. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody know. You know, I mean, I've had the classic uh, he must know where the bodies are buried, uh, you know, comment about P.J. Williams, why they keep bringing them back, smoke like brisket, burnt like a biscuit. That act, that actual uh, catchphrase actually came from P.J. Williams. But, you know, man, this dude has really changed the narrative and had me, you know, saying got me really eating some crow out here. And I'm I'm glad that it happened, man. You know, like I don't want to see guys down forever. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see guys. You know what I'm saying? Look like slow and continue to look like slow and continue to get beat and all that kind. I want to see these guys improve. You know what I'm saying? I want to see these guys, you know what I'm saying? Like have, you know, like make guys like myself eat crow. Like, I I mean, I take no pleasure in in giving that tape. I I don't, you know, it was funny at the time, but um, I'm just glad that, you know, he got me eating my words and PJ Williams is doing an outstanding job. So, Glad to see that. Glad to see that, man. Uh, he, he has come a, a very long way. And um, I guarantee you, man, nobody, you know, if the Saints re-sign him again, I guarantee you we won't be like, man, why do you keep signing him back? I guarantee you nobody going to say that this year. And I, But I think he played his way out in New Orleans, man. He will, he will, he will not. It will, it will be shocking to me if he comes back to New Orleans. It would be shocking. I, I think he's gonna end up going somewhere else because he played good enough and put a lot of good uh he put a lot of good stuff on film. You know what I'm saying? And and, and not to mention, you know what I'm saying, his name is out there now. It's a it's a topic, you know what I'm saying, kind of controversial. But Chris Godwin, you know what I'm saying, was hurt based on a hit by PJ Williams and good or bad, you know what I'm saying, like the attention that he's getting. Somebody gonna take a look at it, you know what I'm saying? It's played throughout the season, and they probably end up, you know, giving him some money somewhere else. I heard that Matt Ryan days are numbered in Atlanta. He may get eyeballed um a starting quarterback spot in a big easy. All hell to the nah. I mean, I can't hell to the nah that because that wouldn't surprise me if that happened. You know, Matt Ryan, I I mean, <laughs> I don't dislike Matt Ryan like some people do. I guess like people dislike him because he's the Falcons quarterback, but I wouldn't put it past the realm of possibility <laughs> that Sean Payton wouldn't uh, hit up Matt Ryan. I wouldn't put that past the realm of possibility. I wouldn't, you know. So I can't put a hell to the null on that, you know. I, I wouldn't. Uh, with some of these uh, players, it's not about uh, the money. They want to be in a winning organization and a closed locker room yeah that's true um yeah that that is true man but i think when you reach a level like cam like you're willing to try to see this thing through uh but make no mistake about it you boy want their bread now (laughs) i I think that you know i I think that these guys want to make money but if you have an organization that that wins it makes it more appealing and makes you more willing to stay and negotiate and willing to compromise. Uh, hey, uh, TJ, uh, what would you think the Saints would be willing to give up to get Russell Wilson next season? 
Oh, you have to give up some ones for that, Rams. You have to give up some ones. Um, it, it, I, I can't remember who said this. I want to say, I want to say Ross may have said it, Ross Jackson, but yeah, he said you have to think about um what Matthew Stafford or maybe it was Matt Muscona, one of those guys, but it was like you got to think about what the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford and. You look at these guys, man. I mean, Super Bowl winning uh, quarterback here. Matthew Stafford wasn't a Super Bowl winning quarterback, so I, I just think that man, you got to give up some. You got to give up some first round draft picks. You got to give up probably a first this year and next year. I, I, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not. I'm not willing to do that, especially when I have somebody that was has been in this organization. I feel like, and we can see, and we seen that. You know they can win with with Jameis. I I mean I just feel like, man, you gotta you gotta get some playmakers offensively. You gotta get some playmakers. You gotta get some offensive line play. You got you gotta get some guys that are gonna be you know what I'm saying you can build that offense around because man you don't you no longer have the glorified cheat sheet which is Drew Brees. Like you need some guys that can go out there and make make some make some things happen. You don't have that luxury anymore, and. Man, I, as a quarterback, looking at this offensive line the Saints have, man, I mean, it's not making this, this team seem like a destination spot right now. <laughs> if Russell Wilson th- thinking about Seattle, like, you know, getting him killed with their offensive line, what do you think he doing watching that game on Monday Night Football against the Dolphins? I know I, <laughs> I know I'll be thinking about that. TJ, that substitution of Taysom for uh, Jameis in that Giants game tells – me otherwise about Peyton. Yeah, I just think he overthink he overthought that thing. I don't know that. Yeah, that's that was kind of crazy. That didn't make any sense. That was like that was like one of that was one of his most boneheaded calls I've ever seen. Cam is going. Uh, let me see. Cam is going to will us to the playoffs. I feel sorry for Matt Ryan. <laughs> I'm gonna read a few more, man. Then we are gonna get up out of here. I'm gonna stroll down. Want to acknowledge Frank's. Thank you very much for 499 says worst number one pick in Saints history, Jonathan Jonathan Sullivan or Cesar Ruiz. Mm, I'm going to go with Jonathan Sullivan because his career is over. You know, Cesar Ruiz, he's only been here for two years, so still got some time. Um, But, man, uh, when you look back, and you look at all the guys that the Saints could have gotten that would have gave you quick production that came after Cesar Ruiz. Just makes this thing just look feel, look and feel like what the hell were y'all doing? I mean, but look, Cesar Ruiz, I had the most epic rant to me uh, ever on this show when it came to Cesar Ruiz. And <laughs> I tried to go back and, uh, and find that rant, but. Is even more funny now because when I look back at it, the my response when he got here is <laughs> just make make it seem like I was a prophet or something. But <laughs> but um I, I, I want to see this dude do better, man. Hopefully he can get it together. Remember Stanley Jean Baptiste. Yeah, that's when the Saints were trying to be the Seattle Seahawks and it backfired on. Um, I wouldn't be mad at getting Matt Ryan behind the old liner and painting his game plan. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't mind it. Uh, I mean, Matt Ryan is not a bad quarterback, man. Not, he's not the, it's not the worst quarterback I've ever seen. 
I think the Saints can win with him. And he's always good, like when he has like a a, a good coordinator. I mean, I remember he had that MVP season when Kyle Shanahan was his offensive coordinator. And then, I mean, honestly, to me, when Kyle Shanahan became the head coach for the 49ers, that's where you kind of see him kind of drop off. And, you know, I mean, I think that uh, it was a match made in heaven. So I think that if Matt Ryan was to come somewhere like Sean Payton being his play caller, I think you'll see some uh, some solid quarterback play out of him. See, Matt Ryan and Sean Payton's system would probably be a nice marriage. Yeah, I, I think so. I really do. Uh, hey, TJ, people forget about the future Hall of Famer we had in Max Unger. Yeah. Yeah, Max Unger, man. Like, the Saints won that trade. And we talk about that Jimmy Graham trade. They won that trade, okay, because Max Unger was actually a part of that trade. And, um, man, you know what I'm saying, was he a guy sin? And, uh, you know, and the thing about it is he has, he still had a few more years left in the tank, but he decided to, you know, call it quits. And, uh, you know, but yeah, Max Unger was special, man. He was special. Uh, and we're going to end it with a uh, big Sean. Uh, he says, I don't care which position we draft with our first pick long as it's either an Alabama or LSU player. Well, I want to keep my fingers crossed for the LSU players because we know that Sean Payton for some apparent reason, uh doesn't watch television that comes out of baton rouge you know what i'm saying he doesn't watch espn when when lsu was playing in debt valley on, on saturday nights so he in the eyes of sean payton i don't think he knows that lsu louisiana state university actually exists i mean i, I mean i'm surprised he even got will clap on the team to be honest with you but uh maybe an alabama player you know or, or maybe you know what i'm saying you know you're gonna be looking at ohio state because he liked those midwest guys which you know if they sign one of those receivers out of ohio state or draft rather one of those receivers out of ohio state i'm not mad uh stem thank you very much for the two dollars says people stop overlooking james super bowl bound uh chris olave and garrett wilson and another corner uh preferably one from uh cincinnati uh <laughs> i don't think they're gonna get kobe bryant or sauce so uh that ain't happening, okay? And I think the Saints have bigger fish to fry, okay? I think they need help on the offensive line, and they, for them, sure, need some wide receivers. Uh, But this has been a State of the Saints podcast, man. Thank y'all so much for spending time with yours truly, man. I hope y'all enjoyed the show. And if you enjoyed the show, if you have not already, go ahead and give the show a thumbs up. Let everybody know that you like the show. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you have not already. Let's get those numbers up as well. Uh, tell everybody about the state of the saints podcast like and share the videos also check out facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast previous episodes available on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, anchor fm and also on the pigskin podcast network uh you can go to a uh, google search the pigskin podcast network uh, not only uh is the state of the saints podcast a part of the pigskin podcast network but if you are a fan of any of the 32 NFL teams or the 31 other NFL teams, there is a representative that has a podcast for you on the PH Game Podcast Network. So y'all check it out, man. Uh, make sure that y'all uh, go ahead and follow them on Twitter as well. And uh, just go ahead, when you follow them, just say TJ sent me, man. So give a shout out to the PH Game Podcast Network. Been with them for about a calendar year now. Uh, you know, very happy to be a part of their uh, football division. 
they're doing a really good job over there. They focus on basketball. They focus on hockey and um, and also college football as well. So the PHK Podcast Network, thank you all so much. Take care. Uh, see you next time. See you down the road. And uh, like always, all I got to say is, who that?